Welcome to Boss Cybernetics. I'm Joe. I have Erin from Bella Kalina on her stuff. I have Kara from Bella Kalina being quiet. And I have Kristen from Belmont. As you all know, we are going to talk about Boss and why Boss is so daggone epic and why it's going to be wonderful for vendors that simply can't run their own damn business. That's what we're going to do, right? That's yes. what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Yes. So I shouldn't say simply can't run, but that's really what it comes down to. It comes yeah. down to either they can't run it or they don't want to run it or... Or they try and do too much at once and have no time management skills and or it's, managing skills. Period. It's time management. That's what it yeah. is. I mean, we have recently, we had a photographer, no names, right? We had a photographer um, and it's the same thing over and over where they're tired and i get it they're tired right because in the wedding industry you don't need certifications you don't need a college degree you don't need um you don't need really anything you basically just join and it's like whoopa we're here you have right? to be a people person well you should be a people should person be. No, they're not wedding. all people people i'm not a damn people person but anyway way so we have That's all these more behind the scenes now 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 <laughs> you can be a people person when you want to be so I can put on a damn show oh, and it's exhausting it. and I can understand why they're tired as wedding vendors. But anyway, well, you don't need a certification. You don't need a college degree. You don't need anything. You just say, Hey, I want to become a freaking wedding vendor. And now I'm a wedding vendor. Right. And that's it. So, and it's kind of a pain in the ass because unfortunately some of them are extremely professional and I always refer to Brian Anthony photography as one of them. Clay Souza, another one, mm -hmm. extremely professional. And then you have others that just aren't. They're just really people, people. They're people, people. People, people. And they get people, but <laughs> they get people to like them, which mm -hmm. is important. They kind of suck at business and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's a reason why we had to create Boss, because Boss offers organization. So Boss, of course, is the platform that all the vendors are on, customers are in, and uh, the venues are all in there, and everybody's in there. But it allows um, a way to be able to manage events for all of us that kind of suck at it. Right? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So looking for words of affirmation. Uh, well, that's not just vendors. That's also like couples alike. We always say that the couple of today is not the couple of yesterday. Meaning, you know, like brides and grooms work full time. They may have kids. They've got, they're in school, like crazy schedules that boss is here to help with their time management because you also want to plan a wedding. Mm -hmm. So for customers, it helps with the time management, right? Sure. The clients, because in the palm of their hand on the app, by the way, the app is boss platform spaced out boss space platform. Okay. On the app, I had to throw it in there. <laughs> so on the app, they have all of their vendors. They have vendors that they can hire. That's already been approved by their venue. So if they're looking for like a way to leave at the end of the night, being Rolls Royce, limo, town car, whatever the case may be, all that stuff is in there. Hair and makeup, um, musicians, if they want like a harpist at their wedding, uh, officiants, whatever the case may be, it's all in the app. So they have all that. They don't have to go searching. Can you work at the venue? Can you not work at the venue? Have you worked at the venue? Have you not worked at the venue? Whatever the case may be. Then you also have the preferred vendors, which also offer preferred rates to all the couples within that, um, within that venue. 
But then you also have your invoicing in there and you can pay your invoice on the app. You can see your invoice at any time on the app. You have um, messaging to your vendors, any vendor that you have approved um, in the platform that is working your event. You can instant message back and forth and be able to keep track of all that. What else is in there? You have... The countdown, how many days you have to your wedding. Mm-hmm. Countdown. Any upgrades. They need a reminder. Any upgrades that the vendors have agreed to with mm-hmm. the client. The anyway. itinerary. You have the itinerary in boss, which your vendors, which um, Tyler Cluck from Cluck Entertainment um, had a bride this weekend, and he went in and adjusted the itinerary based on the conversation with the couple. So this way, the venue was up to date, the customer was up to date, and he was up to date. Everybody was good because he went in and adjusted the itinerary. Now, granted, when he adjusted the itinerary, the venue had to approve it. Everything was good, but he went in and did that, and it kept everybody on the same page. And then uh, what else is in there? You have... I mean, they have their entire profile, which allows like if the photographer is sending them a data drive after um, the wedding is over, they have proper address, the email, phone number, all that stuff is in there. So if it changes, open communication can always happen. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff in there for the client. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just from the client and a vendor perspective. When you really think about it from the venue perspective, I don't ever leave boss. Mm-hmm. Everything that I have to do for Bella Kalina is on that platform. And the, the vendor portal is a hell of a lot bigger than the client portal because mm-hmm. the client is, is, is simple. It's easy. You have all that stuff we just mentioned, which is fine. But then the vendor portal, they have all of their clients in their portal that they have all the same stuff with. Correct. So it allows them full communication, editing itineraries and doing all that fun stuff, adding their upgrades and uh, putting together inspiration pages where clients who are seeking vendors can now find them in their inspiration pages of course are basically just their website in a nutshell on boss right pretty much Mm -hmm. yeah a bunch of photos that they like to showcase and links to their pages and stuff like that so then you have the the venue portal which is even bigger than the vendor portal which allows us to be able to do so much more and be able to manage everything. Because let's face it, I mean, a place like Bella Kalina that does 100 plus weddings every single daggone year, there's a lot to manage. And Boss takes care of all that. But the whole point of this podcast is vendors and Boss, right? Mm -hmm. Because how much would a vendor pay? How much would your average photographer pay? And... I always harp on photographers. They're going to think I hate them. I don't hate y'all. I <laughs> think do. y'all are. I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with photographers. There's some that are just really great. And then there's some that are just really great at making people feel great. This is true. I agree with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the ones that are really great at making people feel great, but really suck at running a business, those are the ones I have a problem with. And then the ones that are, can... They're the, they're the trifecta. They're awesome. They, they handle all aspects of it, and, and they're just great at what they do. I have a large amount of respect for those people, so it works out well. But for those photographers that just love their trade and their passion for what they do, along with the multitude of other vendors that are in the platform, but photographers, let's just harp on them for a little while. So the ones who, how much would they pay to have an assistant that can handle all of their business transactions, that can handle messaging clients back in a timely manner, that can handle putting the upgrades in the system so this way the customer can approve it, that can handle 
um, collecting their money, God bless, making sure that they get paid on everything that can handle updating itineraries. So when they're talking to the customers and they, they find out more information and they update the itinerary so everybody's on the same page, that can handle getting the damn images back to the customer in a timely fashion because our contracts say that the, the photographer has to get it back within six weeks. I hope every photographer hears that because it's not six months. That's a big problem. It's, it's not eight months. Big I mean, it's, <laughs> when a photographer is hired in, uh, in September and October, which is the two busiest months of the entire year, right? For North Carolina. It's yeah. April, May for North Carolina. April, May, and then September and October. And I would say October is probably number one. April's probably number two. September and uh, May kind of hang in there in number three, if you will. Mm -hmm. But when they're hired for that... The custom, let's just talk about October because then we have Christmas when all the family gets together, Thanksgiving and all the other stuff, right? So September and October, photographers hired that guest, that, that client, that couple, if you will, they want to show off those images the next time all the family gets together. It's what happens. They're excited. They just had the best day of their life and they want to show off the images. Same thing with the video if they have a videographer. And they want to be able to show them off. But that photographer maybe hasn't even released a damn sneak peek yet. And let's just say they have released a sneak peek. I think that was my stomach. I was like, whose was stomach like, oh was that? that? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little hungry. So the photographer maybe has released a sneak peek, which usually involves maybe five to 15 photos, we'll say. But they want the entire collection. They want everything. And they want to be able to show it to their, to their family and friends or whoever's coming over for Thanksgiving. And they want to be able to show it to them at Thanksgiving. But let's just say Thanksgiving can't happen because it doesn't work within the time frame. They really want to show it off at Christmas. Mm -hmm. And they can't. They really want to be able to put together Christmas cards with that one badass photo that they got from their wedding. But they can't. And it's all because the photographer took on too much business and they're out there shooting instead of editing. And the photographer has to be able to have that balance, if you will. It's like what we talk about with the home work-life balance. I'm a big fan of it. I want to make sure everybody has a good home and good work-life balance. Not working all the time and certainly not home all the damn time. But for the photographers, why, why are you laughing, Kara? <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> But for the photographers, I want to make sure that they also have that, that shoot slash edit balance, if you will. You can't just sell yourself to every single wedding that you can possibly sell yourself for. Put on a great front whenever it comes time to meet in the couple and then not be able to deliver images because you're shooting too damn many weddings. I want to circle back to something you said when you were talking about, you know, how much do you have to pay an assistant? Mm -hmm. so we never actually did answer that question. Um, that's really going to depend on the volume that the venue does. But let's say it is a Bella Kalina where, I mean, that alone to do that is a full-time job. I mean, that's, that's a 40-hour work week. So really, how much do you have to pay that person? Right. Because Boss, you know, I started working here at Bella before Boss was a thing. And I remember how much manual <laughs> stuff I used to have to do, and that's all I did. And now I can continue to put your can down. I'm turning my monster. <laughs> I got to keep up with you people. I continue to focus on stuff like that. So, I mean, what, what is the dollar amount? I don't know. Um, that's going to depend on a, lot, a number of things. Mm -hmm. Experience, state, cost of living, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, I just wanted to go back. For a photographer, an administrative assistant, how much would they pay? Erin's picking up her monster. Mm -hmm. She's going to make a noise. How much would a vendor pay to have somebody there to be able to handle the messaging, 
keep it all in one platform instead of some of it on Facebook Messenger, some of it on text, whatever the case may be. How much would a vendor pay to be able to have somebody handle the upgrades and make sure that they get paid on their upgrades from the customer, not having to be able to constantly harp down on customers to be able to pay the bill, we'll say. How much would a vendor pay to do all this stuff that boss is actually doing and the venue is doing for them? So 12 years ago, I think it was 12 years ago. Was it 12 years ago? 2012. 11. 11, 11 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we started all this with all-inclusive packages and everything, we knew that we would take on a lot of the responsibility for the vendor, and the vendor was going to be able to just enjoy their passion, just be able to, let's say if we're a photographer, harping on the photographers, let's say we're a photographer, all they really have to do is shoot, edit. That's the two big things, because everything else, for the most part, the venue is going to be able to take care of. Shoot, edit, deliver. Yes. Okay, deliver. yes. Shoot, edit, deliver. <laughs> Please send them their photos. The venue is taking care of a lot of the other stuff for them. And Boss keeps everybody 100% organized. So we knew that we were taking that on. And for that, the vendor is offering us a discounted rate, which we're passing off to the customer, which keeps our packages affordable. Make sense? Yes. So with Boss, it's going to become even bigger because these vendors have to understand that when you have Boss, you are allowing Boss to be able to manage you. It's the Boss. That's the reason what it does, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other way I said Boss. It's the, it's boss. the boss because it helps you manage your business. And if you keep your information, if you keep most of your uh, clients, hell, I mean, I don't know for sure. Well, I'm not going to say any names, but I'm not. <laughs> so, and this was a positive thing. There is one photographer that we can all relate to that um, she's awesome. She's great at what she does. And I would say most of her clients are boss clients. Most of the weddings that she shoots are, they're all whispering. Most of the weddings that they shoot, that she shoots is, is mainly for boss within the boss venues. She doesn't shoot a lot outside. And because of that, she is 100% organized. She's great. And the people love her. She, she's extremely personable. Everybody who meets her, I'd say 99% of the people who meet her absolutely love her. The only reason why they wouldn't connect with her and hire her at a day of interviews whenever we have all the vendors meet the clients is because maybe the photography style and if they didn't vet it ahead of time, they want something that's more moody or romantic, if we'll say. And she does a lot of light and airy type photography, right? But for the most part, I would say most of the clients that meet her absolutely love her personality, even if they aren't attracted to that style of photography. Mm -hmm. And then some of them hire her just because... Of who she even, is. Yeah, because yeah. even if they're not attracted to that style of photography, they're like, you're, you're awesome and we want you as our photographer. And that's it. But then because she shoots mainly in most of the boss venues and keeps it to boss, she's extremely organized. In, in her portal, she can see what wedding she has. She's never double booking. Everything is set up. I mean, all her messages are in one place. Her upgrades are in one place. It's so easy for her. All she has to do is shoot, edit, and deliver. And if a lot of the other vendors start to catch on that that's how easy it can be for them, where they don't have to spend the advertising dollars to get on out there and get the couples because we're bringing the couples to them. 
mm-hmm. as boss, right? Yep. So we're bringing the couples to them. We're saying, here you go. You have a 50% chance of being able to close this couple because they're only meeting two photographers today. And better yet, if they want to secure you before the day of interviews, they can. And now you're not even competing against other photographers. They just simply secure you. But 50% closing ratio, and then you're ready to rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Pretty simple. So those photographers can certainly capitalize. Those DJs can capitalize. Those caterers, those videographers, those whatever it is that's included in the package can capitalize because of the simple fact they can keep it within the Dagon platform and not have to worry about paying for advertising costs through some of those third-party websites, if you will, they're absolutely expensive. We don't charge them to be part of the package. The only thing that Maybe we... we readdress how expensive. It's so expensive. It's so expensive, and they keep raising the rates, and we don't even say their names because they anybody the in rates. the industry knows... They raise the rates and give us the exact same thing every single year. Yes, the product does not change or get better. It stays the same. And it's all like the you're cable doing, company. you're There's being like cable company mentality. You're being posted on a website. And it's fine. I do get traffic from the website, but how much do we have to pay for it? It's so expensive. Anyway, let's just talk about how expensive that website is because since I have joined, I have seen it increase a solid two hundred dollars a month, and I, I've been at Bella seven years now. So over seven years, it has increased minimum of $200 a month. That's a big That's a lot. I mean, when you think about if your average photographer in North Carolina, we'll say, let's just say they're making around $2,200 a month, average photographer. And I can go look at the stats to find out what the actual number is. But can you imagine that if that average photographer would increase their rates every single year by 30% and how they would automatically be out, out of the realm of possibility of any couple being able to obtain them um, in even five years yeah. because mm-hmm. they're constantly increasing their rates by 30% every single year. And I get the PPA, see I'm harping on photography again. (laughs) The PPA teaches you, hey, let's go ahead and shoot less and charge more because that's how you're going to make a living in this photography world and everything else. What the PPA isn't telling you is when you charge more, shoot less, you're in front of less people, which means you have less exposure, which means you're not actually shooting more long term because of the simple fact that you're not there with people. You're not connecting those bridesmaids, those groomsmen, those those family members and everything else that are eventually going to want to use your services in the future when you're shooting let's say 30 to 40 weddings per year you you have more exposure you have more weddings to be able to show but when you're only shooting 15 weddings a year you have less exposure to people plus you have less exposure to be able to show as far as your portfolio Mm -hmm. goes yes you're making more per wedding but you're limiting yourself and you're actually putting yourself out of business in a few years because you're not out there in front of everybody. Your audience is becoming less. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Shoot your 30, 40 weddings a year, edit your 30, 40 weddings a year, deliver your 30, 40 weddings a year, and everybody is happy. What you want to charge for those 30, 40 weddings is completely up to you. But let's say you're charging $3,000 on average for 30 weddings, you're still making 90 grand a year. Mm -hmm. And that's not horrible. So to work, you know, to be on site at a wedding 30 days out of the 365 days a year. And the rest of those days are for editing. But how much, let's say like the example you just gave of the 90,000, because that's a pretty appealing salary, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you spending to be on that website? (laughs) (laughs) We didn't address that either. 
But if they stay within Boss, you don't need that website. You don't need any of the websites that are out there promoting your services. Mm -hmm. You don't need any of them because the venues are all pushing you. And even in our middle tier package, with a standard bridal shoot, engagement shoot, or even photo books, you're easily hitting that $3,000 mark. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then you can easily shoot 30 weddings a year at a multitude of venues and be able to make that 90 grand a year if you choose to. We can make more. I mean, mm-hmm. we have photographers yeah. that make more. So, we I mean, that's easy. make a lot more. But yeah. it all comes down to how much do the does the couple believe in photography to be able to buy more stuff? I mean, are they going to take advantage of that bridal session? Why would I do a bridal session? I'm going to keep harping on damn photography if y'all <laughs> let me. So, I'm going to talk we, about we it. So talk about catering. <laughs> we could. Or we could talk about photography. I like harping. So photography, right? So how do you sell that bridal session? It's easy. And I'm going to simplify it. But the mo- if we do a bridal session, it's less time we have to worry about taking photos of you in your dress on the wedding day, on the wedding day by yourself. It's that simple. Sure. If you do a bridal session, uh, first, it's beautiful because you get to see how the dress is going to work on you. Because putting on a dress there in a fitting and taking it right back off again, that tells you absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. But when you are in that dress and you are moving around in that dress for two hours straight, you know if it's going to chafe your legs on the inside because of the netting. You well, know. You had a bride who was allergic to yes. like the, was mm-hmm. it like the crinoline or yep. something? Inside of the and dress. Broke yep. her entire legs out. She oh wouldn't have known that unless she had done the bridal session. Yep. She was able to get it altered or fixed. You know how heavy that dress is going to be. You know how that dress is going to perform. There's a lot about it. Plus, you get to do a hair and makeup session, which is giving you a trial on that to make sure that you're not going to look like you should be standing on the damn corner versus highlighting <laughs> what it is that you actually want to highlight on your face. Or a clown. I mean, you could just say a rough, clown. Because mm-hmm. some of the hair and makeup and artists, they go is. overboard. Mm-hmm. And if you want that dramatic feature, you go for those dramatic features. That's fine. But a lot of times, a lot of these they're beautiful women they just do not need as much hair and makeup that sometimes they end up with on the wedding day but then you have your hair trial right and make sure that that's going to hold up because if it can't hold up for a two-hour bridal session guess what it's not going to hold up on your wedding day Mm -mm. so it allows you to be able to see that and you get a daggone bouquet so it really gets to see like how it all looks ahead of time before the actual day it gives you that trial session that's what a bridal session does so it's worth it and plus you get to work with your photographer which is huge but you don't have to run around on the wedding day to get all these shots because you've already gotten them you've already got them on the bridal on the during the bridal session you don't have to get them on your wedding day plus bridal sessions can be rescheduled it's not weather permitting but your wedding day is so if it's going to rain on your first bridal session reschedule the bridal session to do it the week later This way you get all those beautiful images out in the open where you may want them with the woods in the background, water in the background, whatever the case may be. But you have the option to reschedule a bridal session. You do not have the option to reschedule a wedding just because it's going to rain on your day. So a bridal session allows you to be able to get those perfect images in the beautiful weather, the way how you want them. Wedding day, you can't. Engagement session, easy to be able to sell. How do you sell an engagement session? It's the first time that the photographer is working with the both of you. Mm -hmm. It allows that photographer to get comfortable with you and you to get comfortable with the photographer. When the photographer tells whoever to whisper in this person's ear and make her laugh, the first time it's a little awkward. (laughs) But after they see the images and what ends up 
becoming of that moment. On the wedding day, if the photographer says, whisper something here and make her laugh, you're ready. You know what that image is going to look like. It's going to be incredible. You're ready to do it. There's no issues with it. When the photographer tells the bride to get into pee stance because they want the hip to be able to shoot out on the side or whatever. <laughs> that, that's called pee stance? I, didn't know what that I don't think you do have a question about that. Okay. You're it's called pee stance. Do you know how you stand whenever you're standing up and you have to pee? That's yes. not how I stand when I have to pee. Just I know think about what, it. Do you need I to get up and do it? Because I can oh. show you if you want me. No, a pee dance, but... It's pee stance. It's it's very, very simple. You just basically... You're putting your weight on one damn leg. So this way... And you're kind of like twisting in a little bit. Because you really got to pee. Huh. Pee stance. You're going to oh, tell I mean, me all I've see never it. done it. Okay. Pee stance. So when the photographer gotcha. tells you to go into your pee stance, you know exactly what the hell that means. And you do it because you know what it's going to do. With, Joe. <laughs> My photographers are badass. But Talking about pee. Okay. <laughs> so whenever they tell you to, you know, bring your chin down or whatever the case may be, because they don't want to see a certain portion of your face. We're not going to say what it is, but your double chin. Fine. But <laughs> the point is, is that you already know what's coming and you know how it's going to look at the end, but they can put together these little keywords, if you will. So this way your whole bridal party doesn't hear, doesn't know what exactly she's going after, but makes you look the best way in your wedding. Right. Mm -hmm. So that all happens during that engagement shoot, that bridal shoot and everything else. And then photo books. I mean, getting parent books is awesome for your parents. I mean, they're, they're putting a lot of time and effort into your wedding as well. So the ultimate gift is to get them a parent book. I mean, something that they have from your wedding day that's a documentary of your wedding day in one badass book that they can look at anytime that they want to. They can show their friends and family whenever they come over. Each set of parents have it. You have one. Investing in that stuff is going to be huge because memories fade, but pictures don't. Mm -hmm. And you have that forever. And it's just, it's an awesome way to be able to remember the day and reminisce with people who weren't able to attend whenever they want to. So being able to upgrade certain aspects of photography, it's certainly not difficult if you can get the couple to believe in photography as much as the, as much as the photographer does. I agree. Mm -hmm. so, but back to boss, boss can manage all this for you. <laughs> They can keep it. In a they... way, you were saying those are awesome upgrades. The photographers yes. make money. <laughs> See, I'm trying to help photographers. I'm not just harping on them, but either to which make way. you the money. Yes. Boss can manage it all, keeps it all in one place. It helps out our vendors to a huge degree. And yes, you can either be an external vendor or an internal vendor. You can be part of a package, not part of a package. And the, the benefit is, is the reward that it gives you is absolutely huge because somebody like my harped on photographers can now shoot, can just show up for the daggone wedding day or their session, be able to edit their photos and deliver and be perfectly happy doing the trade that they love. They can worry about the passion that they have for the trade that they have instead of having to run the business portion as much. And it works for them. At least it works for the vendors that, that fully engage in boss. So that's the best way that I could put it. Agreed. Agreed. All right. I'm, I concur. I'm done harping <laughs> on photography. We'll move on to something else. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. Make sure you download. Bye. Bye-bye.